If you love action, adventure, comedy, superheroes, post-apocalyptic 80s themed movies, then this week's podcast is right up your alley. We will be discussing the 2015 Turbo Kid. That's right, Turbo Kid. Grab your helmet and join us for a full-out bike ride at light speed. Welcome to Adult Beverage Podcast, where we will be talking films, new and old. He's looking at you, kid. Think the fly thing. Did we just become best friends? Yep. As well as anything else in the entertainment world, while enjoying an adult beverage in hand. Well, welcome back to another version of Adult Beverage Film Podcast. And hey, we've got some a special guest today, so we're excited about it. We've got Agent Cooper. Welcome to the show, Agent Cooper. Uh, thank you, sir. Yeah. So we also <laughs> got here with us today. We've got uh, Patrick Keenan, and hello, hello, Patrick. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> and we've got Laura Truman. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. And we've got Squeaker on the other side over here, hanging Good. out, looking like the Beatles, Hi, you know. So, uh, and uh, we're gonna. <laughs> we've also got Patrick about to have a heart attack over there. Already looks like so. It's this is going to be a good one. And 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 let's talk about it. We've got the best film ever to talk about, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid. Yeah. (laughs) Give us the full introduction, Patrick, to Turbo Kid. Well, the amazing thing about the beginning of the movie opening is they talk about laser discs, like in the uh, production ads and stuff. So you're like, oh my God, this is definitely (laughs) like an 80s throwback movie. If you're paying attention, I I thought that That was was right in the credits. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. was in the opening credits where you see like the laser disc thing and then you see like an ass load of production companies that worked on it, which meant it probably didn't have a lot of money and it's Canadian. (laughs) So that means that the lovely citizens of Canada, uh, gave half of their money towards it. Yeah. And it was awesome. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Canada. It was a split. It's a split production between New Zealand and Canada on this. Yes. Yes. Thank you, New Zealand as well. Right. Thank you guys. Um, Let's, let's just get, I'm going to ask you right off the bat. Did you like this film or not? Let's uh, discuss that part of it. So we'll start with Laura. Since I think, Laura, was this on your list? Was this your film on your list? Yes, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And it's I online. love it. Is it, <laughs> it on was, yours? Okay, I think we may have both, both had it on our list at one point, but now it's yours, so good. <laughs> but it's wonderful. Yeah. And uh, Squeaker, how about yourself on that you know, one? I, I didn't hate it, but it just didn't do much for me. It was kind of, it's not really my, my favorite genre of movie, but it, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Squeaker is a young lad. I'm not yeah, that he's young. a young lad. Yeah, he doesn't remember this stuff. He doesn't remember yeah. Solar Babies. <laughs> yeah, he didn't remember no. the 80s, right? That's it. <laughs> uh, how about Agent Cooper over there? What did you think about <laughs> it? Hmm. That's a tough question. <laughs> I mean,. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but it definitely wasn't my thing. Like, I I feel like it was like trying to be Mad Max, but like BMX bikes. Yeah. Yes. You got, you got it. I think that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) But I don't know if I like, like I, I don't know if I like, I don't know if I liked that though. You know what I mean? Like uh, there was some stuff that I did enjoy. I mean, I feel like the long, the, like the longer I was there and watching it, the further into the movie I got, the more I was like accepting of what it was. But in the beginning, it was really tough for me, just to be honest. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm right there with you. And in the very first time I watched this film, I'll be honest with you, I was just like, all I kept saying was, "Well, how much did they make this for? How much did they make for?" You know. And then I watched it the second time, and I, I did like some Tree of the characters fitting. a little bit better. Tree and uh, and then when I and I was so I was I was really down on this film like completely all the way down until I found out what they paid they made this movie for, and it basically was made for sixty sixty thousand dollars. Okay, what? Uh-huh. And most Which of it is, went to Michael, and, and that's Canadian dollars. <laughs> yes, so it I did. think that comes out to what about forty eight thousand dollars. Uh, somewhere in that right in that then how it works the Canadian dollar compared to the US I think anyway it was 60 uh, 60,000 Canadian dollars so 
it's hard for me to imagine making that film for that with the you know, the effects that they had in it, uh, the actors. Although you know, I mean, most of the sets were outside and it was very realistic. Um, but that part for of a dystopic nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's how I pictured nineteen ninety seven will be in the future. Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But so you got to give them credit for doing that part of it. Uh, you know, from a from a filmmaking side of it, you got to give them credit for being very re- resourceful, using things that probably they had access to, and and then this launched them into uh, more films. So uh, summer of '84 was their next, I think, their next film. If I'm correct oh, I on loved that. that. Which yeah, is that was uh, amazing, that was amazing film. And I highly <laughs> recommend it. Highly recommend. Yeah, we'll it. talk about that one another time, though. Right. Yeah. Tonight, it's going on my list. Is- Turbo Kid. I think you guys missed a little bit of the charm of the Turbo Kid movie. Uh, Laura and I obviously like it more. I, I used to manage a video store in the late eighties into the nineties. So we couldn't, there weren't a lot of VHSs of the new ones. So we ended up watching Solar Babies Mm -hmm. and all these, you know, Solar Babies dystopic future. Uh, they're inline skaters, I think, or roller skaters, but is inline skates. And you know, you got like Jason Patrick, you have a really young, uh, cast in it. And it's just absolutely ridiculous from beginning to end. It kind of made Mitch Gaylord's American anthem look like Citizen Kane. And, uh, <laughs> that's the, this movie coming out of the gate when they start. And you're like, okay, it's a dystopic future and he rides his bike. And then it took a couple minutes for me to go, okay, it's a parody of all these movies that at least I remember from 40 years ago. Yeah. And it is delightful. They hit everything on the head as far as oh, the yeah. homages. Oh, yeah. Like, they and, nail uh, it. It's crazy. It's just and, – and it's fun. It's it, I thought it was a charming movie, personally. Mm-hmm. I really got I, – I really enjoyed it. I saw it on the big screen, too, so that was helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's an an homage to sh- kind of crappy movies. Well, I was going to yeah. say it's, this, a, this is, it's a love song to crappy movies yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and and I think the thing about it is you guys like B movies, uh, so yeah. that's something that it, it s- sits in your kind of wheelhouse on it. Especially Laura, I mean, it's one of your <laughs> favorites. As a matter of fact, I've got a new one for you um, that I'll talk about later. Um, but uh, the, there's. Uh, <laughs> That that genre is a different type genre than the average, you know, Hollywood film budget movie. And this one, you know, when you look at the amount of money it was, you know, put into this to make it, I'm, they've made money. I mean, so they did something forget, right. Don't forget, there's movies like I rewatched Escape from New York recently. When that came out, we thought that was stupid as hell, but we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it from the beginning. See, so I now was... that is the same. I put that in the same genre, dystopic future. I mean, so much of it is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, yeah. And then I watched uh, the other night. I watched Escape from L.A., which it, it's pretty fucking horrible. Uh, but still, <laughs> still, it's just it's camp. It's a lot of camp to it, and it's this social consciousness that may or may not be a joke because you just kind of go like all right i know what they're saying but it's stupid (laughs) that's fun yeah so this movie it's i've put it right up there it's just it's obviously doesn't have the budget of escape from new york escape from la what is horrible about playing basketball for your life Right. <laughs> right. I think you answered your own question. <laughs> if you saw Patrick's uh, basketball skills, you'd understand that one. You know. <laughs> so. Oh fuck you! I used to be. A, I used to play basketball every day because we didn't have things. <laughs> you didn't. I would have ride cor- my bike. You didn't have quarantine. <laughs> we didn't have quarantine. I'd ride my bike like Turbo Kid over to the basketball courts and play basketball for hours, even if it was by myself. Shut up, Lord. <laughs> So I could maybe I could relate to Turbo Kid too. That's all we did as kids was ride our bikes places. Oh man, yeah. it wasn't it great? And dream of comic book characters that we wish we were. Uh, times my were parents different. would my parents would say, "Don't come back until it's dark." Exactly. <laughs> You're out the door. And now your parents exactly. still say that. Don't come yes. back. They just leave out the last part, which is creepy. I feel my like parents are deceased. Right. <laughs> so it's like one of those Japanese horror movies. I don't like I don't like it one bit. 
I feel like what was hard for me in the beginning of this movie was the performances are very uh, interesting. They're kind of, I mean, it's deliberately campy, obviously, like, but it's just, it's hard to come into something. It Like, I knew nothing about it beforehand, so mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to be like this homage to the 80s and, you know, hitting, like you guys said, every single 80s note that you can possibly think of, you know. So I'm coming into it, like, very seriously and then being like, ooh, what is, what is this? <laughs> you know, like, right. didn't turn me on right in the beginning. But like I said, it did get, uh, it did get better as it went along, and then by the end of it, you're... You know, you're kind of cheering them on, obviously. But uh, how could you not? Him and yeah. Apple. Yeah. What oh, a sweet, Apple. what a sweet group I love of kids. Her. I so love do her I. so much. <laughs> and the first time she appeared, the first time I saw it and she comes on screen, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Apple. Yeah. Let's play tag. <laughs> you're like, what? And I thought Monroe Chambers, who plays Turbo Kid, was pretty well grounded in his acting. Which was fun because it was all the cuckoo-ness going on around him that yeah. that just added another level of enjoyment to it. Because it was just like, she says her name's Apple and he goes, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about how the first thing that I noticed that I was like, fuck yeah. Am I allowed to curse? I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Was the... the uh, uh, arm wrestle match between Malaram and Indiana Jones. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, that guy looks like Malaram. And then they cut to the other guy and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is definitely like, okay, this is awesome. So this is cool. Which I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that's the thing about it. I mean, there's so many little things through the whole film, like with a, the Walkman and, uh, you know, the the colors of the bikes and, you know, and the things that are used in it. Uh, it's just, it's really, it is all about the 80s and, and that's the feel. Um, you know, that the 80s are, some, are an age that I would, I would try to like block out if I could, you know, that whole time period. So, um, yeah. I'm surprised the drugs didn't do it for well, you. Well, and there's some of that. That's maybe because I'm still having those flashbacks from that time. But that's yeah, um, that happens. But it, embrace them, Ken. Embrace them. <laughs> and uh, as I look over and I see Carlisle that hasn't moved, I think he's even left the screen over I'm here. Uh, <laughs> it's a cardboard cutout. It's not. Cardboard. I was wondering. I'm the I was wondering. Of the, of the no, Patrick, you talked about how you loved how it hit on all those, um, you know, those 80s themes. Was there one in particular that you thought did really well that was like your favorite? Uh, yes, as we go. So first of all, this is something I'll never understand and just makes me laugh. Michael Ironside plays Zeus mm-hmm. with his one night. <laughs> Wasn't his name, shouldn't it have been Odin? Right, so yes. Odin has one eye. Mm, no, yes. he's Zeus. For why? <laughs> we don't know. There's no reason at all. But when they have that, uh, the reveal at the end that he's this robot, you're just like, oh my God. Of course, this movie could not have gone on and ended if we didn't find out that Zeus was a robot. Because right. robots are bad. Robot Robots will rape your grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You mark my words. One day... Not all robots. <laughs> not Apple. Not Apple. Not Apple. Apple was great. Well, oh yeah, you're right. I guess she is a robot. Mm-hmm. I he mentioned something. He said like recently. you're a friendly. Like he named like the models. Like you're a friendly robot or something. Michael Ironside did towards the end. Right. She's a friendship yeah, model. Friendship model. There you go. Right. Right. Well, and and this was, you know, it was even had the feel of like the Thunderdome and and all that. I kept waiting for Tina Turner lookalike. Another movie I love. Come popping out. Yeah, me too. Come popping out of the, you know, the the scene when they were in the the pool playing uh, the, you know, the... The water game, I guess, is what you want to call it. Um, it's the pool party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I did think that was Why pretty... Why does that sound dirty in my mind? Well, <laughs> uh, you're the only one that sounded dirty, too, but um, it's it's okay. okay. Yeah, that's all right. Um, that There is a... This is a, a fun... I, I mean, the more you watch it, the more I enjoyed it. Um, and, and I definitely, after I realized the, the budget they had on this, I was like... Wow, this is cool, you know. And uh, so, if I make a piece of shit for thirty dollars, you're going to be raving about it on the podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Wait, is it an actual piece of shit? Yes. For thirty dollars? Could could be. That's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of shit. It better be a a long one. 
<laughs> well, it's in sections. <laughs> it's a trilogy. $10 per part. Hey. What's that in your hand? It's, um... It's, it's a comic book. What's it about? It's, it's about a turbo rider. <gasps> That's rad! Are you alone? Do you have any friends? <gasps> Do you want to play hide-and-seek? I, um... I gotta go. Wait! Before we go, I just have to take care of something. It's okay now. You don't have to worry about me anymore. I found a new friend. I'll be fine, I promise. Well, let me ask this, since uh, two of you guys actually had this on your list at one time. Uh, why did you pick this film? I mean, what's the reason behind it for you? Well, I, I had it on my list because I love it, and I love the 80s, and I love bad movies, and I love movies about apocalypses, apocalypti, apo never mind. Um, That's an Gibson movie. <laughs> Apocalypticus. Yeah. Apocalypti, apocalypti. <laughs> I, and I, uh, were you finished, Laura, with that um, I can be, yes. Uh, the reason why I liked it is so many of our lists that we submit are these, uh, you know, Jaws mm -hmm. and yeah. these major movies that everyone's seen. And I kind of want to give these little, these little indie films that I really enjoyed some, uh, some lip service besides rather just saying them in passing when we're talking about, uh, bigger movies. I mean, my list also has Inception on it. So that's a huge ass movie if we ever, right. <laughs> if you guys ever pick it. <laughs> Everyone's nope. like, no, we're not nope. going to pick that one. Yeah, they, they could use but the publicity. <laughs> I love that. It's my favorite movie of all time. Damn. Inception. All time? Really? Inception? Yes, it is. I'm like a, I'm glued anytime it's on. Like if I walked by the TV and it was on HBO, I would stop and then watch it to the end. I Turbo agree with you. It's a long movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but like cinematography in Inception is insane. The yes. things that they did Everything in that movie is, are insane. This, yes, and yep, it, it's the amazing. The sound mixing in it is phenomenal. Uh, it, it's just, uh, I think it's a perfect storm. And I get picked on by people. They're like, what about that ending? And I'm like, well, fuck you. But we're not talking about Inception right now. Right, we're uh, talking about <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, and there's a point where I almost put movies like Hobo with a shotgun on the, my list. And then I went, oh, I like that. A little... That was fun. That was a fun Rutger Hauer movie. Uh, yeah. But that, I mean, Kent would definitely not dig that movie. But I would. You would. You and I would. Squeaker would be like, ah, fuck this shit. <laughs> and, you know, th this film, it was kind of interesting because you even had the, the really bad 80s music playing through the, you know, as the score. Which is what it. made it oh. good music. Right. You yeah. had montages with like, oh, yeah. He's psyching himself up. I just, I, I think the only thing they missed, they didn't come out with like the flock of seagulls, haircuts, or anything like that. It would have been nice to have something like that in there, but uh, yeah, but it was 1997, yeah, a dystopic future. <laughs> exactly. Those those hairstyles were gone yeah. by then. But they kept everything. It's just else. like Escape from New York, isn't Escape from New York like 1999? Blah 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 blah. Because Escape from LA was like 2013. Or something ridiculous like that, where you're like, oh, they added a few years, and now it's L.A. as a, a, a mess. I think the one thing that took me out in the very beginning of this film, though, when I was watching it, is that it um, th it basically says, this is the future. So you're telling me that this is the future right from the beginning in the in the credits, you know, when it first comes up and he's like giving you a description. And I was like, well, why would you tell me this is the future? Let me decide when this is, you know, you don't have to give me this play of here's what it is. Um, but then that, then the, the charm of that to watch it later. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get what they're saying that, you know, <laughs> Hey, this is what it is. You know, it's, we're but all those movies did that. They would be like, uh, what else did I recently watched? Class of 80, class of 1984. 84, uh, 84 yeah. Mm -hmm. With uh, Perry King and uh, Roddy McDowell. And it's like, that's what they thought 1984 was going to be with kids being, ooh, I'm, we're crazy. There's no control <laughs> in our schools. Oh, Roddy McDowell's got a gun. Go shoot somebody. <laughs> no. 
Did you, did you guys notice <laughs> no. any of the, the Star Wars influence in this movie? Because I, it was just all the way through it in my mind. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, the bar. The Star Wars only place on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. 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 The bar scene, you know, where where they're you know going to get trade in the monopoly of all that stuff of of money and uh, and those are special sound effects we have here uh, fr- brought into so from realistic. the 80s. they almost sound like they were from the eighties and um, <laughs> so we leave us alone yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah I thought that was kind of cool that they kind of you know you could see the movies that inspired these guys and you know when they were making this and so uh, you got to give them credit for it um, in a lot of ways I have a question mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out. Who this was like? What age group was this supposed to be aimed at? Because it kind of throws off like the like they wanted to be aimed at teenagers kind of vibe. Fourteen but then, two. Like, but yeah. then all the characters are like, "Fuck off, fuck you, fuck this." You know what I mean? It was like I don't. I guess you're aiming this at people that would have enjoyed this in the '80s as kids, and now they're adults and they're yes. enjoying it. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Although kids would probably did watch this because uh, Monroe Chambers, who plays Turbo Kid, was uh, one of the Degrassi. Hi, kids. Was he? Yeah. But there was a lot of things that. I mean, hasn't Degrassi been on like 1,400 years? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know so there was There's a lot of things about it I still don't understand. Was Trigger. it conceptually too lofty? <laughs> well, just the references. Like, <laughs> it's a very like, throwback to the 80s movie. And if you weren't alive to experience that, like, I don't know. Just some of that stuff wouldn't have made sense for that audience. You can't appreciate. You can't appreciate a dystopic world where water is everything. I can. And it's even a little <laughs> toss to soil and green. They were getting the water from dead people's bodies. Yeah, 10 gallons. And right. his yeah. his cereal was called Soylent something or other, too. Yes. Yeah, I noticed yes, that, was. too. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, the villain, was Michael Ironside's character based on <clears throat> the character from Waterworld? I feel like he reminded me of the bad guy from Waterworld. I think there's a little a little homage there because they were yeah. both kind of that campy. Dennis Hopper, yeah. Dennis Hopper that won't flush. <laughs> you are. I think you're the first Agent Cooper to reference Waterworld in any of our podcasts. Yes. Well, I don't enjoy that film, but I do know the film. I, I said this I line years ago to a friend. Enjoyed the film. I said this line years ago to friends. I'm like, my favorite part of Waterworld is when he drinks his piss. He might as well drink his piss if I have to watch this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were drinking a little bit, almost like piss, in this film because uh, you know it's basically body parts crushed up and Soylent turned Green into. Is people. A, it's people. Yeah. Um, I need to watch that again. It's too boring though. It takes a yeah. while to yeah. get to that burn. I I will say, mm-hmm. did you guys enjoy the like the the blood shock value that was uh, presented in this film, or didn't you? Because I think. It, you know, it could come off as being really cheesy, or you really like it. So, uh, let me let me start with uh, Agent Agent Cooper over there. I'll say this: I I'm not like that's very Tarantino. The way they did it was just like everything is ridiculously spurting blood, and that's not really my thing. Like I'm I'm a, a Tarantino fan, but that's like the worst part of his movies for me when he does that kind of like blood splurting thing. Well, that's because he copied all that from a Japanese Lady Snowblood. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but I feel like I can understand if you love this movie. Like if you're a Tarantino fan, you love that kind of sh- stuff. Uh, I could totally see this being like your your bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of and 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 I will say, you know, for for a budget that they had, they were very creative with some of their their slices and cuts uh, on the characters because, you know, it could it could have come off as looking even more cheesy, you know, uh, in the way they did it. But I thought they did a, a really good job at that, you know, for considering the budget on this film. So and and they went, where they the money really went. went, they went for it too. Yes, like when you're typing out the screenplay for this movie and you're like and a guy gets cut in half and his top half lands on top of one of his friends and then his bottom half lands on top of another friend (laughs) you know like if i was reading that and i was a producer i'd be like what in the fuck is this (laughs) and then it gets like quadruple stacked (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like a human centipede, but like vertical. <laughs> like you have to just accept it at that point as a viewer and be like, okay, they went. They didn't just go for it. They went they, for it. They did. And they went that for it. And, and, and they pulled it off, you know, because, <laughs> you know, I mean, who would have ever thought of some of those things? That was like, uh, you know, the, the one with the uh, intestines rolling up on the bike. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was like, but here's the b- best part. I was watching it on the second time and I said, those are the same intestines that were on the bike that are in the later on on the ground after one of the explosions. You can tell it was the exact same intestines, you know? So I was like, <laughs> they recycled their money, they can, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how they did it and kept the budget down. So well, I will say for well, it, it identifying internal organs <laughs> for the cheesiness of the spewing blood and stuff. There were also those like really cringy moments where you're just like, uh, cause it actually did like the intestines part. You're like, Oh God. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's how the future is going to be and we're going to be paying for that water we're paying for it dearly with our intestines Brother's back for you. You're the best. A reunion. How sweet. No, I'm real happy for you kids, I am. But unless we all want to end up with that giant fucking blender over there, we need a plan. Okay, so listen up. I'm gonna take the fat one. He might be strong, but he'll be slow. You take the big guy. Yeah, you're gonna have to surprise him. You two take the ugly one, okay? And what's the matter, kid? Are you scared? Yeah. Fear is good. Use it as a weapon. Yeah. The girl, what is that thing? A dwarf? No, that's my gnome stick. Okay, whatever. I want you to swing as hard as you can at that motherfucker's face, yeah? Sorry, yes, sir! I guess that was our cue. the juicing begin i mean did you guys have any great do you you need some alone time yeah (laughs) exactly after that movie i need a lot of alone time Uh, my wife won't watch another movie she won't watch another one of these for years um so uh the the quotes in this movie i mean there were some really interesting quotes and some you know interesting little pieces that came out of it um that surprised me in in a lot of ways and and of course let the juicing begin was definitely one of them um it happened there was three directors on this i i I don't know if i've seen anything else that's had three directors and i'm and i'm just trying to figure out how that went down what do you what's your guys thoughts on how you how that was played out yeah, that's a that's a tough one. It didn't seem to clash. It didn't seem to clash in style at, uh, at all. It didn't feel like three different movies. No, no, that's what I would say. Right, because a lot of times you have you know with, with two directors or three directors, you can have two different styles, or you can have a uh, two directors. You might have one director that's working with the actors in the background, and then uh, one that's kind of working oh, yeah. on on the on the front, which is is done a lot, but. Uh, you know the one that's on back set. in the day. Those multi-director movies used to be just clusterfucks. Like, uh, uh, although they're working together, I'm thinking movies like Carrie Two, mm-hmm. where <laughs> yeah. they just kept kept changing the director apparently and changing the movie, and not, none of it turned out good. Yeah. Well, we actually did one that was like that. That actually turned out good was the Bohemian Rhapsody. Remember? Um, oh, that's yeah. true. That's you true. Know, yeah. And- and that was a different one. Um, uh, there, and one of my favorite movies, Ravenous, had more than one director. I think they went through two or three directors mm-hmm. until Antonia Bird uh, landed. Hmm. No uh, pun, and was the final director. So there's there's, <laughs> there's talk about a Turbo Two. Would you watch it if it came? Oh yeah. Out? No. <laughs> you have any idea how hard I'd watch that movie? I'd watch that movie yeah. so hard. 
so hard, so fast. You guys, yeah. Oh, right. hell yeah. You guys would definitely let the juicing begin, I'm sure. You know, yeah. On that one. <laughs> Dude, you got to catch up. The juicing began a while ago. <laughs> We've been, Lori and I have been juicing this whole podcast. <laughs> who, was, yeah. who, who was your favorite uh, character in this film? Apple. Apple. I love <laughs> Apple so much. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick. I I was rooting for the Turbo Kid. Nice. So he was my yeah. favorite. I did love Apple, but and Turbo the Cowboy. Kid was, uh, the Cowboy was pretty good too. But uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Apple was Apple was amazing to me. Uh, the fact that yeah. she just didn't blink her eyes like half the time, which you know made me think you just couldn't at first. You know, you didn't know that she was a. You just thought she was a crazy woman that you know was hanging out with a dead body. Um, her best friend, you know, and then, what an intro for her too. That was so awesome. It was like because she's like so perky, and you're like, oh, that's fucked up. She's yeah. hanging out with a, uh, like a rotted corpse. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. <laughs> I think in the beginning, I was I didn't like her when I thought she was just like you said, Kent. When I just thought she was a crazy weirdo, I, I did not like that character, and I thought the acting was bad. I was like, oh, she just a kind of a bad actress like you know it just came off weird <laughs> and then when you find out she's a robot you're like oh it makes so much sense it's so much better like and then you love her you know like she's just innocent and she's just friendly and just wants to be friends like yeah, you, and, and then she, she kicks wields, ass yes. she wields a gnome yeah. stick come on well that's one of the best <laughs> scenes <laughs> When she's I, teaching him how to fight. The, yes, that's yes. what I was going for. The teaching him how to fight was the one of my favorite scenes in the in the movie because it was so real and you could say, "Oh, I could see that happening." You know, just like really matter of fact. Here you go, bang. Yeah. So, I could see that happening. Yeah. Eyes, throat, genitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many, Amazing! How many skulls do you think they used in this movie? Because it seemed like to me that every time you turned around, there was a skull sitting somewhere. It was it was all the same one. Yes, I can't think it kept replicating. <laughs> all itself. the same skull. Yeah, your Mister Internal Organ Identifier. Weren't they all the same skull, Kent? Yeah, yeah. I, I would have said they had three skulls, and they enter they moved them around all, all every set that they went to to try to. But those intestines, yes. I recognize them. Intestines. I was, I was surprised at how. Um, <laughs> They're back in How scene quickly six. they would put on a helmet that had just been on a skeleton. I was like, okay, I guess so. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I have no problem. Well, Turbo Kid wouldn't. At that one point, he was like, "Nah, I'm just gonna use my own helmet." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't. I like when the batteries in his uh in his Walkman died. <laughs> Because you're hearing that the opening theme music and everything, like, and it's like, and then it goes, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, he was we, he was listening to what we were listening to, the Walkman, yeah, <laughs> or whatever the Canadian version is, <laughs> the Sachet Man. Oh, well, it, it, it's a fun film when you watch it, and you, and you have. You know, if you didn't pay anything for this, it's it's worth watching, I would say. <laughs> Way to qualify it. If you're on life support yeah. and there's nothing else to do, <laughs> you might like this movie. Right. Yeah. But if, don't pay for it. If the coronavirus has it. already jumped on you, it's probably not the film you're going to watch for your last film. Oh, no, I will. Soon. It'll too be soon, mine. <laughs> I'm getting it on Blu-ray and I'm paying full price, Kent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good i idea. mean it is amazing that, that you know i would i honestly would buy it just to support them because of the amount of money that they spent making it it's oh, phenomenal totally. for the price that they yeah. for the, spent yes. on i think i agree 100 yes. percent with you that part that part blows me away still like thinking about that they they accomplished what they did with this and uh and they went you know what if this is this is what's great uh independent filmmaking you have a little budget. You don't have a you know a huge budget, so you try to make the most out of what you have and use things that you're, you know, they probably like live close enough to this you know, desolate places that they could pull this off, and so they didn't have to have much expense. Um, and then you know you, you got a few good actors in it, and, uh, and I mean honestly, I, you know, with the exception of some of the background, uh, the main characters were not bad. They're not. Uh, the acting didn't. Even though we know, Kent, your favorite character was the skeleton head guy. 
That was number one. <laughs> I think he he was. Uh, he just, shook his head. Yeah, he makes some grunting sounds. <laughs> he, he was he was one of my favorites. <laughs> Which so usually I would say I would I'd take the money to do that, but like this movie probably didn't have much money. So no, no, no. I'd have to think about taking skeleton as a role. They they gave him Molson. They paid him in Molson. She was fine with. Hey, hey. At least when they were at least when they're in the Canada part. New Zealand, I don't know what they did now. They gave him an eye. Hello, yeah. Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Is sure. Is that your Gandalf? I'm not like sure that. what that was, but. Uh, <laughs> it's Gandalf. Yeah. Gandalf the Grey. Oh, fuck you <laughs> No problem. Rule number five. Six. Rule number six. Yes. Always carry a weapon. And seven, if you don't have one, make one. Make one. Making a weapon. Ah! This is so pretty. This is my weapon. This is my nose stick! like it a lot thank you so much all right what do you guys think about the ending of this wonderful film <sighs> just had one problem with it what's that why <laughs> couldn't we just take her head off and go find her a new body why did we have to bury apple in the what ground <laughs> and mm. just leave her behind hmm because turbo kid is ready to start the next chapter of his adventure out in the wastelands why does he have to do Being that without f- Apple, Patrick? Because he doesn't need Apple anymore. He's got his confidence. He's got his uh, his little boo boo thing. But he's got he his uh, what? But boo boo. <laughs> his little turbo. His little turbo rider thing. I don't know. It might have been like in those '80s movies where you try. They try to <laughs> layer a really feeble, uh, like theme in there and it could be very easily turbo kid needed apple and she was there and then now he's he's got the confidence to fight the future of 1997 in dystopic canadian i think you might be thinking it through a little too much there. well <laughs> i might be but i don't know i think so the headphones this... have gotten a little too tight all of a sudden <laughs> i think patrick um, makes a good point it's part of the hero's journey it is, but it's not in the '80s movies. Usually, did end happily, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see the the hero's journey aspect of this, and this being, you know, his his fair way, you know, his 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 way of going off into the sunset, kind of. Uh, you yeah, know. and maybe he'll meet a real girl one day, and he could have the sex. You could do that with Apple. <laughs> he could have probably had sex with Apple. Yeah, I think. Yeah, she was a companion model. Yeah. I'm sure she. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but who knows that dead guy's dick was in there. Yeah, but God. just imagine. <laughs> she, You're yeah. like talking about putting helmets on from dead people. I, w- I don't know if I'd want to be like, oh, Apple, let's do it. Yeah. Can you imagine Ooh. waking up and she's right there over top of you? Tag. <laughs> 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 uh, that would be uh, I, I think it was. Um, I think uh, it was done on purpose <laughs> to kind of get with the campy cheesiness of it so that we would be asking that question, well, why didn't I just bring her back to life again like i think it was done on purpose <laughs> yeah could be could be mm-hmm. yeah Who i've knows? had we the, might those similar questions about lots of 80s movies like well why didn't they just do this or like why did they make solar babies <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. yeah i hate to pick on that movie but i i don't know what i even that was one of those movies that was so stupid looking even when they just showed a trailer that i went Am I going to watch it? I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to watch this horrible movie. And then I'm watching it going, this movie's horrible. This is so horrible. And then and I'm enjoying I went, I it. Watched that, I watched that whole horrible movie. Great soundtrack, by the way. <laughs> oh, and here is our fun fact from this one. The, the opening scene, uh, Thunder in Your Heart, which I thought was brilliant because I'm like, wow, they really achieved that 80s feel in it. It's actually the same. It's the same song used from the 86 movie, uh, BMX movie called Rad, which uh, <laughs> definitely should be on somebody's list to watch because it was rad. 
It was indeed. <laughs> it was. It's going to be a hard rap. vote there for that one, but uh, yeah. Yeah. it's going to be yeah. a real well, you, hard you, vote. You, you keep pushing your French movies like that La Haney movie. Lahaney. And I'll be pushing. I'll be pushing. Oh my God, Lahane is amazing. See, there we oh, go. Agent Cooper's getting all excited Agent over there. Agent Cooper understands the quality film. Yeah, that movie is amazing. <laughs> I like that movie, except uh, too much French. Too much French speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that happens once in a while. I watched. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I watched the Three Colors. I don't know if y'all have seen that one. Uh, just recently that must be american because the name's in no, american it's three colors but it's uh <laughs> there's a blue uh a red and a white and there are three different movies highly recommend them uh, highly recommend them mm-hmm. so uh well i saw well actually let's finish this movie then we'll talk sure. about other shit we saw like la haney la haney, well, la haney. <laughs> so, if uh, it's called la haney i would have liked it more what what did what, <laughs> what, what did y'all think about him finding this when he found this starship you know and um did were you surprised at that I, I actually liked the fact that he kind of disappeared you know to drop down into the little starship and then like it's kind of where he uh you know gets his little superpowers outfit and all that kind of stuff um <laughs> you know what did y'all think about it it's it's amazing that Turbo Rider was real. I mean, like yeah. you think, like it, this guy is just a comic book character, and then there he is in the spaceship. <laughs> Laura, all yeah. comic book characters are real. <gasps> what? I, I I was going to agree with you, and then I and then I just in my head was telling myself that's like there being comic books about Batman in the Batman universe or like the DC universe, and then I realized right. honestly, if Batman was real in there would be comic books about Batman, even if he was real. Like, I feel like in that universe, they would write comic books about yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. I think. Oh, you I know, don't know. I Maybe think, not. I think you're right. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, there is a... Here's where my comic book nerd comes out. There was a, a Canadian guy who used to, I think, climb buildings and stuff and call himself the Human Fly. And Marvel Comics made a comic book called The Human Fly. Mm-hmm. And it was based on this dude, except he had actual adventures. He didn't just climb a building because well, that would be the worst comic book adaptation in the world. Yeah. Next to Batman w- v Superman. Um, <laughs> God. Did you guys do that one? No. Uh, no. no not, not yet. It seemed, seems like most of our lists are movies we actually like. I will say that until At now, there was a moment in Turbo Kid where I was wondering if they were going to leave the ending ambiguous. Like, was it all in his head? Like, did he just imagine this because he loved Turbo Kid so much? Or is he drunk oh. on Labats? Yeah. <laughs> he found some Labats and got drunk. There was one scene in it that up. I really liked in this film, and I don't know if anybody else caught it, but it was where he was in the fight scene, and the one guy gets kind of shot and he falls to the ground and he, he when they're when he's they're taking the piss and oh, when he and he continues and, and he can, yeah, his piss continues <laughs> to go that made me <laughs> with, with the blood going all in there too i was like that was that was a scene i was like that's really smart and clever it was it's pretty it was, it was a pretty, pretty good brilliant. little uh, gag right there at that time um so th- there was lots of little moments like that that were you know kind of funny that came out of nowhere kind of through this movie so well that's um, what you want you right want, you yeah. want a series of moments that will make up i mean it's not inception it's not no. uh you know it's it's doesn't have this it's not a kaiser soze how, how would you yeah. describe this if you were trying to sell this film to someone and you told them what, what would be your sales pitch uh uh patrick i think laura already kind of hit it it's a it's a love letter to these 80s movies uh that we a loved specific we were, kind of 80s we movie, young. though. Like, yes, dystopic, yeah. action, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is you should get stoned and watch this, and you'll have a completely different interpretation of this film. We, I wasn't well, I mean, saying I, that, but that is a good idea. I mean, yeah, I think, all, not, I think most movies are probably... I think Lahaney would be a lot more powerful if I was wasted watching that one. It would turn to Lahaney. <laughs> it would actually be in color then, wouldn't it? It would be in color, and they would all speak English. I'd, I'd be like, oh, they're in, it's in English. That's great. If I get wrapped into a foreign movie, I forget that it's subtitled and that I'm reading 
I, and that, I'm the same that. way. A good, That's a sign of a good movie. That's a sign of a good movie. Oh, yeah. yeah I saw, we, we did do uh, Agent Cooper. We did Train to Busan, which I don't know if you've seen it. If you have not, you need to see it. Oh, yeah. It. I've uh, seen it and I've listened to the episode. The first oh, time nice. I the first time I saw that movie, I couldn't figure out how to turn the subtitles on on my Apple TV, <laughs> and I just let it play and watched it in Korean, and I, I understood the whole thing. I forgot I was I was watching a foreign movie because it was just so engrossed in it. And it's not like there was any, you know, lofty dialogue driven scenes. It's like zombies right. are killing us. Side Run, benefit, you speak Korean, but it, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that works because like the characters in that movie, it's like you got your, it's, it's the typical, that's a great movie, but there's like the typical guy who like doesn't believe that there's a problem. And then there's the family. And then, you know, it's like, you can watch the, the things that you're used to seeing in American movies and right. figure out what's going on based on that. Or in real life. Well, until the zombies mm-hmm. come along. Until the mm-hmm. real zombies come <laughs> so Around here, we like to do things with a little more joie de vivre. Lights. That's a nice touch. And there's more. Blades and fire! Ah. Uh, did you guys notice any similarities to uh, the video games, which was huge in the 80s? Love the video game aspect. Um, like the way that she has to keep track of her hearts to see how much life she has left and the way that he like upgrades his weapons and he upgrades his armor and it's just like a video game and I love video games almost as much mm. as I love bad 80s movies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Her hearts <laughs> were like, they they took that straight out of The Legend of Zelda, which I is like exactly. one of my favorite series of totally. all time. So I was like, yeah, it's Zelda, you know? And then his arm cannon is like Mega Man. Oh, yeah. Well, yep. I'm yep. so glad you said that because I wanted to make a Legend of Zelda uh, comment. And then I'm like, now nah, people think I'm stupid. Yeah. I have a Zelda tattoo. <laughs> I don't think you're stupid. Yeah. Oh, shit. Awesome. What's your Zelda awesome. tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> It's I have the Triforce on my foot. I also have the Master Sword, an actual Master Sword, somewhere in this room. That's funny. I, wow. The reason I asked you're a real nerd. Geez. I love that. You are. <laughs> yeah, damn right I am. I got a lightsaber in here too. Yeah, my, my brother has a Triforce too. That's why I was asking. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's and, and and you know it's kind of unique with the in the eighties. I mean, there was that was a huge thing. Was video games, arcades were big, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's mm-hmm. cool that they kind of tied it all back into it. It and, was not not quite uh, Scott Pilgrim. No, no, but, no, no. <laughs> but, but it had these but, little. It had these once again little moments that it touched something inside of us mm-hmm. that went, "Oh, I remember Zelda, or I remember video oh. game, I remember my NES." Well, let's just I say, society. yeah, let's just say <gasps> this thing had the, the amount of money that was Scott Pilgrim had. I mean, this, I don't know that it would be good. Uh, I don't know that it would be. I don't know that Laura and I would be as fond of it mm, if it was no, probably a big not. budget. Because then I feel it, like would it would be less campy. Say Agent Cooper. It would. It would be, you know. Like how I felt when I saw Escape from New York the first time, where I'm like, "Wow, that was cheesy, but fun." <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I nothing in Escape from New York made me go, "Oh, that scene where a Snake says, call me Pliskin,' reminds me of this movie I saw <laughs> back in 1920 called <laughs> <Mahaney>. <laughs> 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 A beautiful French movie shot in black and white. <laughs> but yeah, so those the 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 big budget ones tend to not find those little moments that that touch the heartstrings. Uh, they're enjoyable. They're great. I just watched Independence Day, the first one again last night because it's Fourth uh, of July is coming up and there's nothing yeah. else going on. So you that's know, a that's, fun one. That's seventeen. You have to share his and, his uh, Independence Day speech. Uh, Bill Pullman, his speech. You got to yes. share that every Fourth of July. You better believe I'm oh, posting God, that on yeah. every kind of social media yeah. tomorrow. It's happening. Oh, definitely, <laughs> and it should. It should happen because he's the leader we really need right now. That's Bill, right. Wait, do we Bill have a leader? God, we'd be so much better off. Do we have a leader? We, we don't. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, no. Bill Pullman, are you available? Yeah. He is, but he looks rough. Is like Bill Murray? Did you see him in the second one? 
in the second no. in the second Independence Day, he was going, "He's the weird president." And it was like, "Dude, the voice. What are you doing?" Yeah. Dude, that voice. second movie. We sh- if we could erase that from history, I'd be completely okay with it. It's one of those ones I pretend doesn't exist. Uh, yes, like I do with some of the Aliens movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I'll still watch them and watch Aliens three and go, "Well, all right, I don't like it, but there's British people in it." <laughs> That's really all I got. There's no guns. So directed by David Fincher. Yeah. Matrix Two, not one of my favorite movies, or Matrix Three, but first Matrix I could watch once a week. I, I watched oh, it a couple nights ago. I think on its own, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, have you guys I haven't seen it in a decade? So have you guys noticed, like during this time, that you're starting to 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 go back to some of the older movies and watch again um, in this quarantine? There's nothing time? else to do. I well, mean, oh, it, yeah. there's so much content right now that I'll watch, uh, like something that comes out on Netflix or Hulu. But then when I binge watch one show, I, I feel gross. Like I can't binge another show. Or I'll watch a little bit, and everyone, oh, watch The Handmaid's Tale. And I'm like, watch it. I'm like, it's depressing. If I want depressing, I put the news on. Yeah. Which is essentially The Handmaid's Tale. What, what have you guys, what, what have you watched in the last week or so? Uh, oh, let me get in my, my last piece of trivia about Turbo Kid. Sure. Before we run off of that. It was the um, Jean-Philippe Bernier is credited as both composer and director of uh, photographer of Turbo Kid, and you never see that. You mm. never see, uh, yeah. You know, I did the music, and uh, I was the DP. Mm-hmm. Something rare. Well, Something rare. For sixty sixty uh, k Canadian, that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. we're all yeah. doing double duty, <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> just yeah. just wait till the next set you're on, can't you? You're yeah. gonna be doing double duty. Duty. We get, we, I we, did duty. We get on the, back on the mic. It's going to be uh, triple duty uh, coming up. So um. yeah, well, I just turned down a, a gig in Montana because I didn't want to get on an airplane. I know the mm. one. Yes. Yeah, I and I really was into the project and everything, but I'm like, I too, I'm not good when there's not a pandemic getting on an airplane. Yes. And I was like, I, I think that's Montana's probably pretty far away. I don't really know geography very well, but I think oh. I would have hated being on an airplane. And then, like, if I got sick on top of it, I, I'd really be upset. And then yeah. Mike would forever be a short. Yes. We don't, want, we don't want that. And then, you know, in, in Montana, you know, there's uh, once you get there, though, it's not so bad because there's nothing. You know, there's like right. 12 people live right. in Montana, so it's not bad. But Wide open spaces. Yeah. It's a, a beautiful well, part of was, the country. If teleportation existed, I would have been there in a heartbeat. So but any good movies you guys have doesn't. seen in uh, in the last little yes. week or so? This movie called Turbo Kid. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've now, seen here's that. One that. How do you spell here's, that? Um, <laughs> God, can't I know there's going to be a test? Uh, F-U-C. I'm not sure how you spell yeah. it. Uh, they use that word a lot in this movie too. So. There, as every movie should use that word. Like the missionary should have been filled with the f bomb. Hey, if you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you might want to check out the Second Sticks podcast. Uh, Nick Brown puts on one incredible little show there, um, and it, what he does is he interviews all different types of people that work in the film business. Uh, everything from directors of photography down to script supervisors to literary managers uh, and each one is a unique voice and and it's just kind of interesting if you're interested in how to make films. Check it out um, on any of your little locations you uh, listen to your podcast. All right, so we're going to talk about some TV shows we've been pandemicing with too? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. All right, so on Hulu there's a show called, I don't think we've, we haven't done this movie. It's going to go on my list. Love, Simon. No, we haven't. Love, love that movie. Shot over in Atlanta, uh, Nick Robinson and and others. Uh, Really fantastic movie. Feel good movie. It'll pull at your heartstrings. But anyway, on on Hulu, there's this (laughs) show called Love, Victor. And I went, those motherfuckers did not rip off this idea and just make something else. Because it's like uh, Hispanic. It's all Hispanic uh, main character, like a main family. I'm like, those, I was so angry. And then I watched the first episode and it's in the same universe as Love, Simon. It takes place at the same high school. And it ended up, I watched it in two days. I watched this entire uh, 
first season of it. It was delightful. So love Victor. It's good. (laughs) It's not going to, it's not Handmaid's Tale. It's not, you know, Umbrella Academy, which I can't wait. Coming back July 31st. I still have not watched that and I need to, uh, I I, I started watching it. It's weird, Kent. I don't know if you're going to like it. It's, uh, I loved it. I absolutely love that show, and the soundtrack was amazing. The music have you guys seen Dark on Netflix? Loved it. I haven't seen loved the new it. season. But Me okay. either. Haven't okay. seen the new one yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Dark What's the is, premise? like, you, you guys have seen it. It's basically just, the only thing I will tell you is in the first episode, it's about, it's a town in Germany, Winden, Germany, somewhere, and it's about a, it's in German, and it's about a child who goes missing. Like a ten-year-old oh. kid or whatever. That's all you need to know, right? Okay. But yeah. just know it is, in my opinion, one of the most well-written TV series I've ever seen in my entire life, ever. And I'm just waiting for something wow. to top it because it is like there's three seasons. Wow. Before they even released the first season, you could they had written all three seasons, and nice. so they had a story from the start to finish, and it is. Amazing! It's a, oh so God. cool the way they tell the story. And it, and one thing I just recommend, like listeners, to there, there's two ways to you can watch it with the subtitles, or you can watch watch it with it dubbed. And I highly recommend it if the subtitles translation. Yeah. You can watch it the right way <laughs> right. with right. the subtitles, <laughs> or you can watch it the wrong way exactly. with the English dub. Exactly. The first time I watched so it, uh, the, like when I first started it, it was the su- or it was the dubbed, and I had to start over. I was like, I can't, I can't do it that way. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's so hard. the voices are I'm terrible. You, though, oh, it is the best. Like, oh, it's so if you were a fan of Lost, I don't know if any of you watch Lost, but you know, in college I love Lost. Yep. You know. Oh yeah. And I, they had all these yeah. really interesting questions they would ask, and then they just never, never really paid it off. And like, yeah. Dark asks all these really, really great, interesting, like weird questions, and then they just pay it off like in a better way that you could possibly imagine. Where you're, you're like, um, it's just I don't know. It's just hard to explain. Just so fantastic. I can't wait to catch back up. Yeah. I, I you got to rewatch the first two. I, thought it, I do. I thought it was about like. I thought it was about all the power in the world going out. No, you got to watch it. That must be another that must be another show. That. That was, I mean, not good, but <laughs> Well, no, they also did what was it? Uh the uh oh, it? Revolution. Yeah, which shot in Wilmington. Yeah, I was like, all the power sources yeah, that's are the one gone. I, I was talking about. And so is our so <laughs> is our plot and any interest in writing. <laughs> Because, man, did it suck. Sorry, guys. Never worked on it. Another uh, film that I watched, too, this uh, this week was Sea Fever. Has anyone seen that yet? Sea Fever? Yeah, fever. and it's a it's about a um, a vessel that's out in the ocean, um, and it's kind of a horror film kind oh. of story. But it's just it's it's kind of got a, a unique little twist to it. Um, and how it all They're plays all out. dead from the start. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's it. But I highly recommend twist. it. I, at first, I thought I don't know, and it was cheap, so I was like, "Well, I'm just going to buy it and, and and watch it because I wanted to see something new and a kind of semi original." Yeah. And and I truly enjoyed it. I mean, I think it's something that that, that especially during this time, there's not a whole lot of yeah. good stuff out there that's come out in the last. Yeah, but Kent, yeah. the movie that you and I both loved, a man called Uva, uh, Uva, Uva, or U- how do you, Uva, Uva or Uva? I don't know. The, the foreign people pronounce it weird. But I uh, love that movie. What? Uh, that was another case of a movie that it was. Uh, what was it in Swedish or? It's sweet. It's a Swedish film. It's a Swedish uh-huh. film. And at the beginning, I'm like, this is gonna be hard for me to get through. And I forgot it was a foreign movie. About 15 minutes in, it, I was just so, so invested. Yeah. In this movie, it's about an old widower. Named Ola. Yeah. And uh, he really just wants to die. So he's a grumpy old man who yeah. wants to die. He wants and, to commit suicide. And, it's just, <laughs> and all these new people come into his life. It's so great. It's such it's fantastic. a fantastic movie. And try to watch it now because they're remaking it in an American format with Tom Hanks That's playing right. Ola. That's right. Yeah. Why? Why? Because they think that we won't get it. I, I Maybe. I don't know. Uh, that Let the right one in. Yeah. Oh, type yeah. of thing there's like they're making a parasite television series 
aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but I think it's going to be yeah, completely different. It, yeah, and it's going to be Bong it's, in charge yeah, of that? it's sort of completely different. I think from what I understand, it's going to have yeah, a completely different. Yeah, but was it his idea, or were they like, here, here's a bunch of money, let's make another, let's make a show? I think that's where that started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, I feel like if it was his idea, that's one thing. But if it's like, here's a bunch of money, let's do it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll still be good because like Bong Joon Ho is great, but yeah, so, come yeah. on. In general, does, yeah. Do the remakes? I don't know. Yeah. Do good for the original version, or like, do people actually go back and watch them, or do they? Does it swallow it up, and now we don't? Want well, let's take about like the new version. Oh, a lot of the times people go just watch the original. Yeah, just and yeah, the, I think a good example would be like Fargo. Um, you know, there's the Fargo, the the movie. You know, um, Coen Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. And then you've got Fargo, the TV show. And I'm going to tell you, there's uh, two seasons of the Fargo TV show that is really good. Oh, like, they're good. Dude, that it's first season, yeah. that first season is so good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the second season, I didn't care much for the, the third season, but uh, uh, yeah. the first two were really good. And uh, It's kind of like when Mrs. Garrett left Facts of Life. <laughs> We all remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and Cloris Leachman took over and they're in a candy shop. Did somebody <laughs> and Mackenzie Aston is there. I think a little fireworks. Yeah, something, something start, fireworks are starting. That, to... That's at my house, yeah. my neighborhood. Uh, is the fireworks like started yeah. four months ago. Welcome to the hood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Those are real shots. And speaking of platoon, <laughs> I watched that this week too. Uh, I did too. I, I loved watching it again. So. Yeah. Platoon is fantastic. I watched that movie five times in the theater. Uh, so good. Wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. There was only a few movies that I had watched that much. It was that and I think Star Trek Four. The Voyage Home. One. Yeah. Uh, both of those I watched so many times in the theater, like four and five times each. And uh that was not something one normally did back in the day before. No. You know. No. I think I saw Before American Beauty seven times in the theater. Uh, such I a barely great, watched it one great, and a half times. Love that film. <laughs> Not a fan. Matter of fact, I need to it put that on. It just depresses me. I feel bad for all those people. I'm just like, oh, they're all bad. Mm-hmm. What I say, flame and fire. I want flame and fire. All right, Zeus. But you won't like what you see. So, uh, where do you think our next film should be, guys? Turbo Kid 2. Oh, I think so, Electric Boogaloo. Yes, yes. The day he came back. How about Knives Out? <laughs> do I want to do Knives Out? I do yeah, Knives you Out. You want to do Knives Out? I think that's yeah. an interesting yeah. one to do. Squeaker? Squeak yeah, you up for some Knives Out? Yeah. All right. That works great. All right. So we've got well, some that was an response. Yeah. yeah we're <laughs> we could like, go back and do Whiplash again. <laughs> yeah. We could do Whiplash again, Squeaker. <laughs> Knives Out is a good call. That is a fun movie. I think so. It's fun, and I think it's current, and people can watch Maybe it. Maybe we won't be as polarized on this one. Yeah. So and people can watch it on Amazon right now. So if you want to get out there and watch it, uh, yeah. so that when you, you can talk about yeah. it and listen to our, our wonderful analysis. Well, of, they can watch Turbo yeah. Kid on Amazon too, right? Yes, on, they can. On Tubi also. Yeah. There and you can go. watch A Man Called Ova. That's right. On Amazon. That's right. Is it O-V-A, Man Called Ova? O-V-A? I think it's O-V-E. O-V-E. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, the It is O-V-E. I just don't know how the pronunciation. You're down with O-V-E. Yeah, yeah you know Do me. you know me? There you go. That's exactly it. All right. But Knives Out's good. It's it's uh, mostly in English. Mm-hmm. I think it's all in English. <laughs> mostly. Mostly. <laughs> Yeah. Starring Captain America and the girl from the Halloween movies who gets chased. Yeah, Jamie yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis? Uh-huh. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's in it. Uh, that scary guy who's in everything. Michael uh, Shannon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, James Bond. What a great actor. A, He's so a good James Bond. Yeah. A, a, a James Bond is in it. Uh-huh. Well, I think that's yeah, great. I think we think we got that worked out. So yeah. I think we do. Anyone have any uh, uh, Fourth of July celebratory movie watching things they're going to do? Uh, wow, that was a mouthful. That was a mouthful of garbage. ID four. Well, this won't come out, so we probably don't want to even. Can I just say, get that um, away. 
till the you next brought up Jaws, wow. but I'm having so many Jaws flashbacks with all these statements. We're like, we're closing the beaches for the 4th of July. Just m- imagine the mayor like reading all I of know, these statements. I know, it does yeah. feel so current. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that movie really holds up. It does. It really does. It's it's, it's one uh, of my it's one of my favorites, and it was, it's definitely on my list of uh, films to. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I, I yeah. love watching that. Yeah, I watch it frequently. Yeah, it's a good one to watch, and just. I mean, it's the one film that you know the first film that I remember uh, where I went to see the in the theater when it came out, and then I lived at the beach, and um, I, I couldn't get in the, and I was in the water. Every chance I could, and for two weeks I could. I just had no desire to get in the water yep. at all. That's why they. That's why they say it's like they consider it one of the scariest films of all time. It because is because it really made everyone yeah. scared of sharks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it did. I wouldn't even get in our swimming pool after I saw it. Right. <laughs> right. I thought uh, a hole would open. Like I don't know, Doctor Evil would set loose a shark in my pool with I lasers. Don't know what it was, but I water. Feel like, yes. Lasers. <laughs> Lasers. They're angry sea bass. Actually. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> done like the jaws thing uh, like in the water. Your friend will put the fake fin up right. when you do the music. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been fun, <laughs> and uh, we should probably get off of here before Laura gets shot at her house over there. <laughs> and um, so yeah. we some scary. Those are those are some real sound effects. It's like going yeah, on over there. That's for real. <laughs> those, those might not even be uh, fireworks. I don't so, even think they're fireworks. Yeah. No. <laughs> I like we keep seeing all the people <laughs> run past her window, and I'm not sure what that's about. But uh, maybe uh, you know, it could be. Uh, there's no screaming yet. It could be a zombie so outbreak good. going on over there. Um, <laughs> could be. But anyway, we want to thank everybody for listening and uh, make sure you rate, subscribe, and follow on all the different platforms. Uh, so mm-hmm. check it out and make sure you uh, go back and check out some of the other episodes too if you haven't listened to them. Uh, there's some interesting ones in the mix. And well, we thank you for being here. And uh, hey, thank so, you, Agent Cooper. Uh, exactly. Yeah, thank, thank you very you. much. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thank yeah. you for thank you for being here. Yeah. Thanks for discussing for... the finest piece of cinema this decade has known. There you go. That's right. Right. <laughs> About Gerald a previous Kitch. decade. Yeah. This is a good. I think <laughs> this is our first film that we've had splits on this. I think we have uh, yeah. a split yeah. down the middle almost. Almost. But uh, it's definitely worth checking it out because I mean, how do you guys feel about being wrong? Well, it's won't be, it won't be the first time <laughs> that we've had an opinion that did not uh, very match comfortable. Up, but uh, we're very comfortable. <laughs> we are very comfortable with it. All right, um, as long as you can live with it. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening, and make sure you get out there and rate, review, subscribe, and all those good things for us. And we appreciate. Thanks, it. everybody. Thank, Thank you for you. listening to the Adult Beverage Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsors, Bricks Wood-Fired Pizza, where they bring people together. Be sure to visit adultbeverage.org on the web to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our new fantastic bonus content. You have just listened to the Adult Beverage Podcast with your hosts, Patrick, Laura, and Kent. Love this episode of Adult Beverage Podcast? Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you might listen to your podcast, to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. That's this week's episode of the Adult Beverage Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.